I'm ready. <laughs> Are you snacks for us, Marcellus? Yes. Oh, thank so you. So we can I'm be so fat. Hungry. You tell me we going to the gym today. Yeah, we are. You know what? <laughs> Is today Monday? Yep. We're supposed to go to the gym on Mondays. We gonna go. We don't gotta stay long. Marcellus, how? Okay. All right. What? What is the reason that we can't go today? Tell me. There's no reason that we can't go today. But I'm telling you now, we're not staying there all night. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture. Because the way he's standing right now, he's gonna look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth. Okay. See, that, I want to tell you what you do. I'm going to explain you to yourself. I love Go ahead. Listen, we here. I'm ready. Go ahead. Explain you me like, to me. You like to look for the exit. As we all should. This is an earthquake town. <laughs> no. You we don't live need to in look California. For the, it's we an go earthquake. to the gym. You don't need to be looking for the exit before we even go. I need to know where to go because ain't no machine about to fall on my foot. Have you, you know seen what? how we treat people in our society every that's disabled? I say, every time I say, Kenneth, let's go to the gym. Well, you know what? My left toe been hurting, so no, we can't stay for more than no, 10 minutes. No, when I can't go to the gym, it's because I'm doing homework. And that always, you know what? Isn't that true? You know what you do too? That's funny. You like, you say, okay, let's go. We get all prepared to go. Ooh, I got to do my notes tonight. Because that's it's something that I just, I realized I hadn't finished all of them. That's happened like three times. Do you want me to keep my job? Yes, I would like for you to keep your job. Then my God, you a black man. Can't you support another black I man? I support you, but we're going to have to do that while we go to the gym. We're going to do that while we go to the gym. Why we got to struggle and kill each other? We're going to do that while we go to the gym. Why can't we be hand in hand and about economic survival? We can. We're going to be hand in hand about physical survival. I'm, I'm very much wanting to go to the gym. Because if a zombie apocalypse come, we're going to be toe up. I'm not going to be able to run that far. Yeah, and that's a problem. Well, I'm going to the gym tonight. Are you going to be there? I'll be <laughs> I'll be there. I need to get a new card. Well, I've got to go because I did Planet Fitness, and I'm mad because they don't have no jacuzzi or nothing. That's the... <laughs> Ooh, I'm so mad about it. <laughs> that's not why you going. After I have a hard workout on that treadmill, I need to be able to sit in the jacuzzi. Do you also need snacks and stuff after a hard workout? No, I'm fine with that. I've been doing really good. I've been doing intermittent fasting. Explain that to me. Basically, you lower your caloric intake by only eating one meal at the a, a day. So I don't eat anything in the morning. I just have coffee, and then I don't and I eat one meal. How and long you been doing this? I just been doing it off and on when I don't have money for lunch. Got you. And I was like, you know what? I'm already intermittently fasting. And you losing weight? I lost seven pounds. Was that water weight? I don't care what it is. I'm glad it's gone. Whatever the scale you know, said. It, come the, back. the scale didn't tell me what it was. It just said you're seven pounds lighter. And I was happy about it. Did you check today? No. Okay. I checked the other week, though. See what it tell you today. I gained four pounds back. <laughs> so now, I, so the, my latest is I'm four pounds lighter than what I was. So. Gotcha. But I'm going to do it more seriously because there's a science to it. And I, I sent you the link on Facebook. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. I opened it. Everything. Intermittent fasting. I remember. Did you really? Because you did. never take my suggestions. No, I really opened it. I read it. Everything. It, I was, it was a was video, Marcellus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so America, Marcellus is lying. Um, I sent him a video. 
And I just there waited for words. him. No, no. There and I waited for him there. and I asked him again. I said, did you get it? Just to make sure he wasn't lying to me. He goes, no, I read it. I read it. And I said, well, here we go. It was a video. It was I literally a video. I saw, I saw something about intermittent fasting. Yes, it was. It was a video that you were supposed to click, and yeah. you didn't. I didn't even give you anything to I read. Was at work. All you gotta do is watch it. I'm busy. You don't have to do nothing but sit in your bed and watch it. I was at work. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. So, well, welcome to my fave. Welcome. This is what I have to deal with every day. He not even trying to. I'm, I'm excited today because you guys, we are here to talk about our faves. I'm Ken and I'm talking about our favorite movies. I'm Marcellus and I'm talking about our favorite television. I'm so glad you stopped in before you put that jello in your mouth. <laughs> he got a whole Jello cup, y'all. Yeah, I really love Jello. Is it the kind with the fruit in it? Yes. Ugh. Listen, when I was a kid, I used to love my grandma. She made this thing called uh, lime slime or something like that, uh-huh. and it was that's a cool name. It was like green Jello that she would put in the shape of a mold, and she uh-huh. would put a bunch of like fruit and stuff in it. Uh-huh. And I loved it. I love the fact that your grandmother named it lime slime. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Listen, y'all. Today. We have a very exciting episode. We're doing our favorite 80s. Jell-O. What did you just say? Jello. No, we're not talking about Jello. I thought we talked about our favorite Jello today. That's why I brought all this Jello. No, you brought all this Jello because you're fat. <laughs> I guess I gotta eat. <laughs> and it. to anybody that is obese that's listening, we support your right to choose. I would like to say <laughs> that. Um, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. What? You are horrible. I, why am I horrible? Because you are, Kenneth. I'm convinced. Anyway, continue what you was going to say. I was going to say. Our fave 80s movies Our and favorite 80s movie and television shows. So, again, Marcellus is going to talk about his favorite TV show from the 80s. And I'm going to be talking about my favorite movie from the 80s. And it was very difficult to narrow this down. However, comma, we are going to try. Yeah, so, try. as you all know, who those of you who are amazing listeners to our podcast, we're going to start off with... Just a check-in. Marcellus, how are you doing? You know what? Hold on. How's your week? Oh, he eating. My away. week was really good. I had a great week. I went up to the Bay Area, visit family, things like nice. that. My mama had me cooking. Let me tell you what I did. Your I mom had like, you cooking? Yeah. She's like, I need you to help me make this mac and cheese. She didn't tell me that it was three pans of mac and cheese. <laughs> and she also didn't tell me that it was three large pans. You know those big, big pans? Yeah. The ones that you feed a whole village with? Yes. Yeah, three. So we we fed a small town. Who did she, who was she making? Uh, for the church. I know. I knew it was going to be for the church. Because my grandpa knew. said, I need you to make, I'm about to tell him, um, I need you to make uh, this mac and cheese. Uh-huh. And then my grandpa brought her blocks of cheese. <laughs> it was like blocks of American cheese. <laughs> And my mom was like, uh-uh. And I was like, mama, no. He was like, that's what my mama used to make it with. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, they had a generational argument. <laughs> my mama argument. said, well, you need to call her and tell her to come to. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, my great-grandmother is no longer alive. But we were counting. She would be, I know it's just crazy to just be counting this. But she would be 122 today if she was alive. And she died when she was 92. Wow. No, that's not crazy at all. There was mm-hmm. a, a Facebook headline that I just recently saw where they were celebrating their 82nd wedding anniversary. Wow. And the husband was 103 and the wife was 102. Alive still? 
Wow. They were celebrating their 82nd wedding anniversary. So that means they got married when they were like 19, 18, something crazy like that. You know, my grandparents, especially on my mom's 20, side. I don't know, man. They live very, uh, They, my grandpa's family lives very long. My grandpa is about 86, about mm-hmm. to be 87. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he just turned 87. Mm-hmm. No, he turned 88. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to get it. Oh, my grandpa's 88. Are you arguing with yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he has his older sister. She just turned 99. Wow. And uh, I was talking to her like a few months ago and she told me, she said, I saw you on Facebook. And I was like, what? Oh, yes. I love it. Listen, my grandfather lived to be 100. Really? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. We got good genes in our family. But yes, my week was amazing. It was great. And just a funny story about my week. Um, I caught a bus, Flixbus. If you ever been on Flixbus, Flixbus is great. Um, I accidentally bought the wrong ticket because sometimes I don't pay attention. That is the bane of my existence in my life. I don't pay enough attention to things and I mess things up. Do you want some drugs or something? Pills? I just need prayer. Help you focus? That's really all I need is prayer. And what I did Mm. was I bought the ticket for a Monday night. And I meant to buy it for a Sunday night. Oh, Lord. So I went to the bus and the bus driver was like, oh, that's for tomorrow. And I was like, what? Mm. I was like, no. And so it wouldn't I had let to you do, on, huh? Would not let me on. I had to do a whole bunch of stuff. You should have told them your ancestors. I should just start screaming. You should have. You should have said, you know what? My ancestors were freedom writer. Okay. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> how you was your know? how was your week Kenneth? my week was fabulous uh-huh. just simply fabulous mm-hmm. i had an amazing week why because i went shopping i spent money i bought things i had retail therapy it was so needed at such a time as this i love going in in, in shopping and spending money and i love putting my card in the machine and I love putting in my code, my pin code. I love standing in line. I want bags from the stores that I went to. So that as I'm walking through the mall, it is a badge of honor. Uh, as it is for military personnel to have stripes, I have every bag as a stripe. Yes, I went into the store and I conquered. Wow. And I love it. It's you named amazing. everything I hate. I love the smell of the mall with the mixture of all the different mall foods. I love the smell of different stores. Sometimes you walk by Bath and Body Works and you smell all that fruit coming out. Mm. And you'll pass by Lush with all the homemade soaps and the colors and stuff. And then you pass by JCPenney's and you'll pass by Macy's. I love the lights. You ever feel depressed everything. when you pass by JCPenney's? Because I do. I've, I'm surprised they're still in existence. It's a very depressing store to me. You know, it's. I don't have to say this. And I love you guys, JCPenney's. If you are listening, you want to give us an ad to help us. But sometimes I feel like the store's too junky. Oh, yes, every time. Just the way the layout is, I just feel overwhelmed. That and Ross. Yes, I do. I f- <laughs> to be honest with you, when but here's the thing. When I go into Ross or TJ Maxx, it's like it makes sense because I feel like they just a glorified Goodwill. Mm-hmm. But JCPenney should know better because they were a department store. They were. What happened what to y'all? Happened? What happened to you, JCPenney? Oh, God. But Take I love those. a Macy's men's store. Oh, yeah, I like Macy's. Oh, so amazing. Because oftentimes we have to fight for retail space because – it's mostly geared towards women, and mm-hmm. I get it because women shop more than the men. But when you go to Macy's Men's Store, it's like a, I'm at home. I have a question: All the things that you said you love about the mall, the smell, and all these other things, mm-hmm. does that change when you broke? Mm-mm. I go to the mall if I'm broke, and I window shop. 
Mm. I love it. It gives me life because then I know what I'm gonna get when I get paid again in a week because I live paycheck to paycheck. Got you. So I just know I just got seven days. That is where we're different. I can't stand going. If I'm broke, I don't even want to go. People, you want to go to the mall? No. Mm-mm. I don't want to look at nothing. I love it. I just get a cup of coffee and walk around and look, or some Jamba Juice, and I'm sipping on my little Mango Madness, and I'm looking at all the stuff I'm gonna buy next week. Got you. That's why I love open houses. Oh, now I love me an open house because I can't afford to buy the house. Yeah, I already know so, I can't. But I love to look and look at the craftsmanship. And I like the architecture. Going there yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen, Barbara Backman, if you're listening, I tried to get Barbara to go in an open house with me in Culver City, mm-hmm. and I said, Barbara, let's go in there. I'm gonna act like I'm about to propose to you and ask you to marry me. That I want to buy this house so that we can have our last be cemented. I love last, and she said, No, 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 no. I said, Come on, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And she was terrified. She wouldn't get out the car. I said, Barbara, I'm not going to do it. I promise. She said, yes, you are. And I was. (laughs) Ah, She knew me. We've been friends since seventh grade. She knew I was going to go in there and act a fool. What did you say her name was? Barbara Boxer? Barbara Backman. Barbara Backman. Not Barbara Boxer. That's the California senator. I was just asking. (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) if Barbara Boxer was my friend from seventh grade? Get it. (laughs) I'd be in my 70s. (laughs) All right, Marcellus, let's get started. Let's get started. I'm ready. Lights, camera, action. Because today we're doing our theme is on um, 80s. And I want you all to know that I have this amazing (coughs) little quiz I want to give Marcellus. Marcellus, I wasn't here for the 80s, so. Uh, well, you're probably going to fail, but I just will <laughs> you say this. You love to do this to me. Well, you knew what it was going to be. That's right. I'm going to eat some chips. You should have practiced and read your, um, and, 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 and warmed up on this. All right. This is some general 80s <laughs> movie. Brandon about to kill me. Why is the producer Brandon going to kill you? Because I'm with ham on the chips. Oh, you don't like the fact that the chips is rattling. Y'all, I got the Doritos Flaming Hot Nacho. Oh, let me taste these. This was the one. <laughs> I'm excited. This will be an ASMR episode. That's all right. Y'all know what a bag sound like. All right, here we go. It's not hot at all. Mm. They good. It's a little spice towards the end. It tastes just like the spicy nacho Doritos. Marcellus, these chips are stale. You got the bag open. Marcellus, the end of my chip shouldn't be chewy. It was not. Your teeth might be going out. No, they're not going out because I'm going to the dinner. Marcellus. They're not stale. See? You wouldn't be able to hear that crunch if they were stale. Don't get at me. That other one was chewy. Uh, That's good. That's the you one know I what left you out do? and put it back in the bag. Oh, just so that I can get it today? Because <laughs> yes. you don't have no sense. <laughs> Producer Brenda trying to take the bag. Why are you worried about it? You don't listen to the podcast. I produced the podcast. That's all right. Everybody, just so you know, producer Brandon does not agree with us eating his bags out the chip. <laughs> we give y'all complete permission not to blame him. He was completely against the idea of eating us of us eating on air. But it's our show and we want to eat. That now make us kind of fat. We hungry. Now. Okay, Anybody? anyway, now finish. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. General eighties movie trivia. Mmm. Which 80s movie was the highest grossing film of the decade? Which 80s movie was the highest grossing film of the decade? Mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Ooh, good choice, E.T. Oh, I should have known that. Mm-hmm. This 1982 movie surpassed Star Wars to become the highest grossing film of all time. The movie held the record for 11 years until it was surpassed by Jurassic Park in 1993. Do you know in school, um, I was learning that a typical, like, three-act structure movie, like mm-hmm. a movie that shows 
perfect three act structure. Mm-hmm. E.T. Love it. Which eighties movie was Alan Rickman's first feature film role? Do you know who Alan Rickman is? I want you to think Professor Snipe. Yeah, I know who Alan Rickman is. Professor Snipe from Harry Potter. <laughs> Snape. 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 I didn't watch a lot of it. I'm just gonna um, I want you to think eighties movie. He was the Oh, um, 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 when they were in the, uh, bank, uh-huh. going up and down, and uh-huh. it was, uh, uh-huh. was yes. it? Yes, you're warm, you're very warm. Did and it start with a D? Yes, yes. Yes. Hard. Yes! Thank Good you. job. I know it was him, but I was, I, every time I think of Die Hard, I think of mm. Braveheart. Whenever I say Die Hard, I'm like, that ah, ain't the right ah. one. In 1998, this film, 1988, sorry, this film grossed over $140 million worldwide, mm. turned Bruce Willis into an action star. And he had only been known for comedy because he had done Moonlighting and stuff with Civil mm-hmm. Shepherd. But Willis filmed the comedy television show Moonlighting and stuff, all that. Anyway, guess what? Alan Rickman's first feature film role. That's amazing. That's all right. crazy. Which 80s movie spawned six sequels and a TV series? Which 80s movie spawned six sequels? And there was a lot of sequels going on in the 80s. Was it the honey stuff? No. The what? Never mind. Okay. Genre it's a comedy. Comedy. So it's not a horror movie. It's you know a comedy. Answer, producer Brandon? This movie grossed $146 million worldwide. It be- oh, the uh, was it the Lampoons? No, because oh. there's not six of those. That wasn't really a guess. Okay. Um. <laughs> police Academy. Good job, Marcella. There were six Police Academies. Um. And it just, it was a lot of Police Academies. Remember? Oh, we got five it was a, It's a really, really good. You, this is good, Marcel. You're doing good. I'm doing great. Which 80s movie was the first to become a hit largely due to MTV? This is a little technical. Was it the... Uh, and this is a dance movie. Uh, dance movie from the 80s. And it became a hit. And it was a lot because... Um, it had a lot to do. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the hint. Was it? In 1983, the film had a decent opening weekend, but the soundtrack was what catapulted the film to success. The movies. Was it Footloose? Mu- oh, so close. Dirty Dancing? Flashdance. Flashdance. That's what I meant. Yes, 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 yes. Good job. You're doing good. <laughs> all right. I'm getting them all wrong. I'm going to give you some <laughs> 80s movie quotes. Okay. Let's see if you can do 80s movie quote. Ooh. All right. I'm going to do this one. <laughs> this one you might know. <clears throat> Hint. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? It has nothing to do with snakes on a plane. This is an 80s movie, and this character had a huge fear of snakes throughout the entire series of this. It's a series of films. And it's this one main character, and this main character had a, he was terrified of snakes. His character was terrified of snakes. He's a professor. He's a professor. He had a whip. Took place in the 1940s. Well, it was present day, remember? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. In the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The 1981 film was the first. Probably only seen the very first one. Okay. And don't remember nothing Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. It was the year's top grossing film and it was nominated for nine Academy Awards. Really? I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. You're probably right. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see if I can give you one more quote that you might know. Um, God, I because 
I know 80s is not your thing. So I'm trying to find something that you might. um, Okay, maybe you know this one. This is a quote from the movie. Carpe diem, boys. Seize the day. Make your lives extraordinary. Just so you know, they said that in Sister, Sister. Okay. Um, Um, Sister, Sister's not in the 80s. um, The character's name is John Keating. From this movie... This character was a teacher. <gasps> and he says to his students, Carpe diem, boys. Seize the day. Make your lives extraordinary. I love this character. It's one of the most endearing characters. It's one of my favorite movies. It is Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Oh. That's a, a famous quote from that movie. You did good, though. Everybody clap. This is probably where you should put in applause. Yeah, okay? I'm going to need you it. You can put some applause in right here. Yeah, I mean, really, to be honest with I you. I need to get my 80 movie, my 80. I need to know these things, though. I know, but this is all good. 80s had some amazing movies, which we'll get into today. I'm going to do one last section for you. This is animated 80s movies trivia animated movies trivia which movie marked the beginning of a long string of successful disney movies sometimes called the disney renaissance era this animated movie literally the first one was it was the 28th disney animated film to be released so we're not talking about remember this is all in the 80s yeah so this movie came out in 1989 can i call a friend no. Oh, you want to call Edward? Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> no, actually, I was going to call Joe because I, Joe knows know all the dates. Yeah. Uh, call him. Put him on speaker. See if he'll pick up. Oh, let me call. Call him. everybody. Marcellus is going to call Joe. Okay, everybody. We are, we are anxiously awaiting Joe, our cousin, to pick up the phone. Hey, Celis. Watch. Let's see. I hope Joe answers, Marcellus, because that would be your only lifeline. Joe, I'm about to die. Joe, pick up, please. Where does Joe live? Somewhere in the forest. (gasps) Oh, no. Call Edward, because he called me earlier, and um, I told him I couldn't pick up. I was doing my my work. (laughs) He might be a little vulgar when he answered the phone. That's all right. Everybody going to see the real Edward. (laughs) You all remember Edward was our what? guest. Did Ed- he say Edward? what? Uh, I'm getting tired. Uh-oh. Hey, bitch, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, Edward, <laughs> we are. Oh, Joe is calling me. I'm putting you on three way. Hold Put on. Put him on three way. Put him on three way. Do we have. Okay, a- listen, Edward and Joseph. Are you guys there? You are on. You're on three way, and we're recording a podcast right now, and you're on oh the podcast. Oh, yes, and that's why I laughed. Cause I said you when you answered the phone, Edward, you was gonna be vulgar, and you said, "Hey, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but listen, okay. I have a question. I'm doing trivia. Okay. Yes, yes, I'm doing trivia, and the question I figured oh you or Joe would know, but I know Joe would know because he know all the dates. Okay. Here's the question. Can you guys I don't know the answer? Can you guys hear me over there? Okay. Can you guys hear me, JoJo and Edward? Yeah. Okay, so I'm I doing today's episode is about 80s, right? But I called you, Edward. Edward. I know. I told you. I didn't you hear my text message, Edward? Don't edit none of this out. I'm not editing nothing out because okay, I want everybody to the see question. you. Ask the question. Now wait a minute. Oh. Now, Edward, did you get my text message? <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on. Okay, good. Oh, thank you so sweet. Okay, Jojo, how you doing? I said I liked your picture recently on Facebook. Y'all, I'm hanging off a cliff and about to die. Can we answer this question? Marcellus, hold on. I haven't, they got to know. Okay, so we're doing, I want to bring y'all up to speed. Our episode today is about 80s, our favorite 80s show and our favorite 80s movie, okay? So I'm asking Marcella some trivia about the 80s. We have entered into our animated 80s movie section. Mm -hmm. Which movie marked the beginning of a long string of successful Disney movies, sometimes called the Disney Renaissance era? This film was released in 1989. It was the 28th Disney animated film to be released, and it basically changed the whole trajectory for Disney. Joe, what's the answer? It's a Little Mermaid. I believe it was November the 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 twelfth, nineteen eighty nine. Oh my God, that is correct! Thank you. (laughs) I live again. Yes. Thank you. Let me just correct. So I believe it was in November. That is correct. Um, This movie grossed eighty four million dollars. The seventeenth, the seventeenth or the twelfth. Yes. Thank you so much. After the release of The Little Mermaid, Disney had a 10 successful films in a row from 1989 to 1999, known as the Disney Renaissance era. Oh, I feel great. Oh, my God. Thank you, young men of God. Let me see. I'm just curious. Don't hang up. Don, don't hang up. Can I actually do a question for you guys? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do a question. It's the 80s. And it's not related to the Little Mermaid, but who did the music for Little Mermaid? And what movie did they make out of a horror B movie that we love? Wait, a wait. horror B movie? A horror like a like a B movie? Yeah. It was like a horror movie. Yeah. In the sixties. Um, Quincy Jones. Okay, Marcellus. <laughs> now you know what? No, 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 no. Quincy Jones didn't do no music for Little Mermaid. The composer and the lyricist. Okay, Joe, I want to answer. They? The composer yes. and the lyricist for The Little Mermaid. Is it Tim Rice? No. <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to go through all the music in it's, my head of all. So think of, think of sort of like Jim Henson. Frank Oz. See, I don't Come know on, who did the music for the, them. Muppet episodes. Oh, I don't remember who did the music for Frank for the Muppets and for all of those Jim Henson productions. Think about your favorite episode from my favorite episode of uh, favorite musical. It's a musical. We love this. Um, people, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, okay. Little Shop of Horrors was one of the movies, and then yeah, I know the the names of the people who make the movie, the music. Andrew um, Lloyd Webber. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, was it? Uh, so one of them. What's one of them, Joe? Alan Menken. Oh. And yes, Alan Menken. And then the other one. Uh huh. Who's was, he? He died from cancer. Oh. Tamla Man. So Howard Ashman. <laughs> Oh. Okay, and that's right they should have do that joe because they used to sing it all the time thank you i just want to say that i feel very safe that you know i could have died today 
and I was hanging off a cliff, and all I needed was this answer, and y'all saved my life. Thank you. I want to just ask Joe Disney questions now. He know too much. He be just he be waking up in the middle of the night talking about 1989 was the first. <laughs> I'm like Joseph, <laughs> what's going on? Okay, um, which film was Disney's first animated film to use computer graphics? Oh, um, you said this should be this should be Little Mermaid. That is not correct. Nope. It what was, is it? It was A.E. Okay. <laughs> you know what. Oh, was it Tron? It was Tron, huh? So. No. It's a, remember, which film was Disney's first animated film? So this is an animated film to use computer graphics. I feel like that would have been... Film of Mermaid. It no, was, I don't think... I probably would have been... Um, I'm thinking of the, the, the great um, mouse detective. No, I think it's the um, I think it's the it's a short film, right? No, it not a short, short film. film. It's a full it feature lift film. animated film. Uh, oh, animated film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what is it. I'm actually confused. The Fox oh. and the Hound. Wow. Yeah. Most of the CGI Wait. in this film was used during the scene where Slade traps Todd and Vixie in the burrow. And Vixie was actually I didn't know that one. And Vixie was actually animated by an uncredited Tim Burton. Um, her animation style was different from Tim Burton's usual dark gothic style, and it's the only way you kind of see his work. That's not what you come to know him for later. Wow, that's crazy! I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that note, I'd like to thank you guys for helping us. You can get us off. No, no, off. we just going on no, a break. It's only been eight minutes. Bye. <laughs> Hi, my name is Javance. I'm Damascus. And we with Ruta to the Tuta, Plumbing, and Catering Service. That's right. Me and Damascus met in college, and we both had our separate businesses, but they wasn't going nowhere. Nowhere. And we decided to combine our skills together and make a super business. And we thought, what better way to do this than to do the two things we love? He loved to unclog stuff, mm-hmm. and I love to make stuff. That's right. You need to come on down to Ruta to the Tudor, plumbing and catering, sir. Sometimes you just get stuff stuck in your pipes, and you need a strong man's to come down and just put something down that pipe and stick it in there and pull it out and stick it in and pull it out until everything that's clogged just comes loose. And after you do all of that, you're going to want to eat something. And I'm going to make sure you got something to eat. That's right. Tell them about our deal we got going on right now. Right now, we selling a buy one, get one toilet unclogging and steak platter. Mm, I sure am hungry. Me too. And this steak is really good. I promise Mm -hmm. you. After I come in and stick that in them pipes and pull all that out that's been clogging you up, guess what you're going to have? A good old steak dinner from Damascus. He cook good. He used to cook for us when we was in college all the time. You gonna eat Damascus? Tell me about your plumber's crack pie. My plumber's crack pie is the best pie on this side of Mississippi. I put everything into it, but I can't tell you what it is because it's a secret. <laughs> everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> That's a plumber joke. Anyway, I want y'all to try Ruta to the Tudor plumbing and what? Catering service. It's on 4783 Roosevelt Boulevard, located in the city of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Especially if you want to get something unstuck. And we're back. Look 
at us. We are back. We are back. I put on my uh, the TV so that the Netflix can show these little like slides. So we have some like art, you know, something to look at. Are you gonna be distracted? No, cause you looking. The Ooh, TV the is 3%. facing you. <laughs> I'm away. Don't you, you think it's so cool? Look, as it's separating. That must have you watched something. this show? I watched the first episode. Oh, you should finish. It's good. The whole I thought season. you said you couldn't. You didn't finish it. I stopped. So why are you telling me to finish? Because you might like it. <sighs> you don't want me to support you in the things that you might like if I come across something. You know, Ken, of, I'm going to be honest you with might you. Like? And this may come off really rude. I this need may you come to be off, honest no, with me. No, really, I, this may come off rude, and I don't want you to take any offense to this, okay? I will. And I'm just going to be blunt. Do what it. I really want to know Do it. is what is your fave? 80s movie. Ah, yes. <laughs> you like how I did that? Huh? You like that? You like yes. That? Okay. So let me just say this: it was very difficult for me to choose because the 80s is my era that I grew up as a kid, and I watched really? a lot of movies. Yes, <laughs> I look good. So <clears throat> here we go, y'all. My fave 80s movie. I went back and forth about this. My favorite 80s movie is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! Hey! Can I tell y'all, this movie was so amazing. If I had to pick a movie that embodied the 80s, it would have to be this movie. So let me just oh, give y'all yeah, a quick little sure. synopsis. Basically, you have. A couple of former parapsychologists uh-huh. who basically got fired from their cushy jobs at the New York University, and they decide to open up their own paranormal investigation company. Uh-huh. And that's how they started and became the Ghostbusters. So they bought this old firehouse in New York, and they changed it to their little office. Um, this movie was uh, directed by Ivan Reitman. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. And I come to find these guys later. Like Uncle Ramis? Yeah, like Uncle Ramis. Got you. <laughs> I come to find out later that these guys are, uh, are, are are pretty much related to like the improv world, but I'll find that out later in my life. But anyway, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, amazing. And, of course, Harold Ramis. They played the Ghostbusters. And you also have Sigourney Weaver. So this movie, for me, was like indicative of what the 80s was all about, like – I don't know. There was this sense of um, like childlike wonder mm-hmm. kind of coming forth in the 80s. And maybe because I was a kid, but you had like John Hughes movies, which were like these coming of age movies. And everything was from the perspective of like teenagers with The Breakfast Club and Sweet 16, uh, 16 Candles and all of those movies. Right. Everything was like, oh, I'm an adult. I mean, I'm an, I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a teenager. I'm full of angst and I'm trying to learn about life and I'm coming of age. But then you also had people like Steven Spielberg who always did his movies from the perspective of a child, right? They yeah. were the main characters. So you had E.T. Uh, I think Jaws obviously was a different thing, but then you got um, The Goonies came out in the 80s. They were like these child-driven movies. Stand By Me. Everything was like the, the kids were driving the story in the plot. Right, right. So this is not that. There was also this zaniness that was coming. I don't know. Gremlins came out in the 80s. Like, there was this sense of, like, I think the adults were writing these films 
with their imagination in mind, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just almost like being boys and little kids again. Mm-hmm. And they had the opportunity to make films and kind of really explore all these cool ideas and stuff. So yeah. Ghostbusters basically starts out with these guys um, as these professors and they go into this thing where they're um, – hey we can't be professors anymore they kind of laughed out because they were like studying the occult and pretty much nobody took them seriously in their in their professional world Uh they start this little company ghostbusters and they find and discover like this gateway to another dimension right right (laughs) and then as a result of that they're like we gotta save new york you know so again new york is a character in the movie because there's always these new york stereotype neighbors who live in new york uh-huh. the crazy taxi driver uh-huh. you know the lady old lady and so it's just cool cool stuff i Slime. like stay puffed i know the stay puffed marshmallow man yeah um you had slimer remember uh-huh. slimer from ghostbusters uh-huh. was dope um slimer was um you know how he kind of overate all the time just would eat all this food and uh-huh. ugly well that was based off of um Jane Belushi mm. and from the Animal House. So he had that scene in Animal House where he just ate a bunch of food. Mm. So they all were in the same circle. If you remember Saturday Night Live, you had Belushi, Aykroyd, Harold Ramp. All those guys are from like the improv world. So they created this movie. And originally it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Really? He was supposed to have the role that Ernie Hudson had. But Ernie Hudson, I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy turned it down. Mm, okay and so then they kind of shrunk it but had eddie murphy said yes we would have seen him a lot more as a character because we don't see ernie hudson's character until like halfway in the movie Mm. um this was such a huge success this movie i want you to understand let me get my little um thing this was a budget of 30 million dollars this movie made 291 million dollars really yes now we're used to these numbers now but back in the 80s yeah it was different it was the highest grossing comedy of all time until home alone came Mm. in 1993 okay fun 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 and then who doesn't know ghostbusters song by ray parker jr who are you going to call? Go. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Oh, God. He, they, I, so I found out that he was struggling over two days to try to write this song. He finally got, like, inspiration about 4.30 in the morning. And he had seen a drain commercial. And they were like, who are you going to call? And that was, like, the inspiration for that line in the song, who mm-hmm. are you going to call? And that goes, they still play Ghostbusters to this day every Halloween. Oh, for sure. That's like a, a staple on Halloween. That's going into your Halloween playlist is Ghostbusters. So I think the movie itself was pretty dope. And I just want y'all to know that that is my favorite. I'm sure everyone does. But as a kid, I used to think it was so funny and I still do. Uh-huh. Busting makes me feel good. <laughs> and I just be laughing. I don't know why. It's Y'all just so funny nasty. Around me. Y'all so nasty. And he was so busting, made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to also know that most of them scenes were ad libbed. Really? Oh, um, well, yeah. They're the type of people that can do it. Listen, you know, I love that. I yes. love, love, love yes. when you find out that these scenes were like. Uh-huh. improvised and right. stuff like that like right. that's amazing because all these guys had that comedic improv background mm-hmm. so i'm understanding now having been in the improv community that these guys are legends obviously they're mm-hmm. icons in the world of improv and comedy and sketch so they were all friends and that's why they just came dan Aykroyd wrote this with um with harold ramis and there's a harold ramis school of comedy now 
I believe at Second City in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he passed, it was just, it was like Second City, I think, shut down and everything. Like, it's a big deal, right? Wow. And Harold Ramis was so dope. There was talks about them doing another Ghostbusters. They did have a sequel, and they were going to do another Ghostbusters. But I believe the rumor is, is Bill Murray was the only one who was kind of holding out. And so, anyway, did you see the newer happen. one? Yes, that I was gonna say there was the Ghostbusters remake or did reboot. You like it? I thought it was okay. So people were having issue with the fact that it was an all female cast. I thought that's dumb. Like it could be an all female cast. I don't have an issue with the gender. I just thought it wasn't as funny. Yeah. And I just wanted it to be funnier. I was really, I was wishing that it was just like a huge success. You know what's very interesting to me is that as time goes on, humor changes mm-hmm. because. Um, ideologies change mm-hmm. thought processes of change course. but what's so good about these types of comedies is it's still funny yeah um but it's very i i can believe that it's very difficult now to make a comedy mm-hmm. because you know what's funny to people now mm-hmm. or what what are people gonna laugh at and mm-hmm. things are so instant instant gratification all these things yeah that plays i'm sure that plays a big part into it too like mm-hmm. what is gonna what is gonna make people laugh mm-hmm. and are they going to get the joke? Because what if the joke is built up over time? Because you know, you got the good jokes that take a whole movie for mm-hmm. the punchline to hit. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's what that meant or uh-huh. something, you know? Uh-huh. So I don't know. I just, I think you're absolutely right. I think we've had a conversation about comedy so much in class and in different places. It's like, wait a minute. You have to, I think, stay true to yourself at some point mm-hmm. about what you think is funny mm-hmm. and continue to be consistent in developing your comedic voice and know that you'll find your audience eventually and they'll find you versus trying to be what everybody else wants to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'm just going to do my take on what I think is comedic and then someone will find you, you know, and be like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. I think of people like Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. who a lot of people are like, that's not funny. That's dumb. What is he doing this character for? But he I definitely has it. his own audience. But he has his own audience. And, and, and they buy his stuff. $800 million later, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, his net worth. I don't think he really cares if people right. think he's funny or not. It's like, uh, I got a group of people. My mom didn't like, um, I don't think it was Jim Carrey or Will. F- it was Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. She didn't think Jim Carrey was funny at all. But that didn't make Jim Carrey mad. Right. He didn't care that my mama didn't like him. That's the thing that it really takes, too, especially when you're an artist and you're doing something like comedy or something that is going to reach people. You have to have that sense of confidence mm-hmm. in that there's some people... And not even that they don't like you. Sometimes people just aren't going to get They won't get saying. it. And, that's and a lot fine. of times if yeah. people don't get stuff, they don't want to say they don't get it. So they don't want to say, oh, it was trash. Right. Oh, right. okay. You just, oh, I get it. You didn't understand it. Right. Or, you right. know, that didn't make. The so fear it's like, of, of not being smart enough to get it. Right. So they want to just say it was the comedian's fault. It was the comedian's fault. But you know that there's different things. But then there are people who legitimately just don't like it and they get everything. Yeah. So I think that. You know, that's a really, it, it plays a big part. And I always think about, too, like, uh, humor when it comes to, like, culture. Mm-hmm. That changes a lot of things. We yeah. were talking about that in, my, in a lot of my media classes. Like, you have to reach people due to culture. And it could be a, 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 a wide culture, like American mm-hmm. culture in general. Mm-hmm. But then, like, let's say little. There might mm-hmm. be some people who think little was mm-hmm. not. I haven't seen it, but I'm, everything I hear is from people saying, it was really good. It was funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but you have some people who may really not find that kind of movie funny. Right. And it's just like, oh, well. Right. And I, I, if you go back and watch Ghostbusters now that you guys are listening who've never seen it, I think this movie just in general 
is an embodiment of what the 80s was. Yeah. Just really crazy, zany, outlandish, very original ideas, mm-hmm. I believe, were coming out of everyone's imagination during the 80s. And if you notice, here we are, 2019, people are rebooting films from the 18th. Yes, it's 2019. My God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, people really are doing a lot of reboots. So... I think that speaks to the originality of these projects that made it to. Did screen. you hear? Side note: um, Since we talk about sketch and things like that, did you hear about the like the reboot of all that? I heard about that. Yes, I didn't read and it. And they kind of confirmed it. I saw the headline, but I didn't read the article. I was watching this this <clears throat> little short kind of thing about Kenan and Kel and mm-hmm. like what happened with their friendship and their duo and mm-hmm. everything. How it kind of fell apart, but kind of came back together recently. Oh, okay. Um, and now they both are like gonna be like executive producers yeah executive producers for the new all that wow which i think is great um can i tell you that i auditioned for all that you did i did (gasps) that would have been amazing but did you do like you didn't do improv and stuff back then uh, i didn't do improv or sketch back then um but i did different voices for the audition i remember my agent sent me out and she goes oh this is so exciting i'm sending you out to audition for all that that would have been a ama- that would have um, been great if he was on that. She said, "You can do this. You got this." And I remember being intimidated because she said they want to know if you can do voices and characters, and I was like, "Oh God, I don't have any go-to characters or voice." If only but you I wanted did, Tina back then, man. <laughs> I did like this horrible London accent. <laughs> Which uh-huh. I thought was a British accent. Uh-uh. So I, I went in very ill-prepared, I have okay. to be honest. Okay, okay. And I did my best, and it wasn't good enough because nobody laughed in that audition. There was like those sm- – you know when people are smiling at you because they embarrassed for you? Yeah. <laughs> the energy yes. that I felt in that room. I, I walked that. in that audition, and it was like 12 people around a table. And I was just like, they're like, okay. And they were really excited in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you do some voices and some characters for us? I was like, okay. And I did my horrible British accent, and they were just like – Okay, well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> let's say... Um, but I, I think I could have killed it had I been given the chance. Let's say in Ghostbusters, there was a ghost who was you. Okay. You're the ghost. What is your name and what's your, your thing? Uncle Funk Bunger. Uncle Funk Bunger. Mm-hmm. And he was an old World War II pilot from the Tuskegee Airmen. Okay. Got and you. he still thinks he's in war. Everywhere he goes. I like that. Did he have syphilis? Oh, I can't say that. Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that is horrible. And on that note, we're gonna take a break. Oh my god! So, <laughs> my name is Atna Jean Lucille, owner of Soul Food Kitchen, home of the world famous chicken loaf. Shh, the recipe is a family secret. Unlike my sister's halitosis, we are open seven days a week. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Just like my sister's legs. We are located at 2173 Slauson Avenue, right next to the liquor bank. I love coming to Soul Food Kitchen. They got the best chitlin loaf in the world. Oh, you did real good, Donnell. My name again is Adna Jean Lucille, owner of Soul Food Kitchen. Shh, the recipe is a family secret. Just like the son my sister gave up for adoption. Won't you come on down? <laughs> we are back, everybody. Marcellus. Hella back. We want to. Oh. Okay. That sounded real aggressive. I'm from the Bay. Oh, yes, you are. We're going to get hypey. Okay. Um, I would like to have you please 
Share with everyone that is listening, what is your favorite 80s television show? Oh, my God. Listen uh, to me. I'm going to judge Now, hard. let's just call a cat a cat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Producer Brandon. <laughs> my favorite, like, favorite 80s movies, of course, is Golden Girls. 80s but, movie? I mean, 80s TV show. Okay. It's Golden Girls. Okay. But I can't use that because I've used it plenty of times. You can use Golden Girls like three times in this show. I will mention Golden Girls, though. Okay. You have. I will not be held back. You just mentioned it. I will mention it as much as I can. Okay. But anyway, since I can't do that, there's so many to choose. But I had to be honest with myself. Like, what other show from the 80s did I just love? Like, That's love. right. Your so fave. my fave, because I couldn't use Golden Girls, my fave 80s television show is Love and Marriage. Oh. Love and Marriage. Like a horse now, and it was towards the end of the 80s. Okay. But it's an 80, it started in the 80s, so it's Wait, an 80s yes. television show. What year did it start? 87. Okay. 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 That's an 80s television show. Listen. It ain't 90s. I'm going to give it to you because you guys, Martellus didn't grow up in the 80s, so it would make sense that he latched on to to uh, Married with Children. I love Married that's with Children. That's fine. We're going to give it to you. 87. That's an 80s Listen, television show. It counts. It had, counts. It came out in 87, <laughs> so you go right in. I'm going to give it to you. Um, No, but I had to pick really was my favorite because there, there were plenty other ones that mm-hmm. started earlier, mm-hmm. but I couldn't lie and say it was my favorite. No, like, we don't want you to lie. We want it to be your favorite so you could talk about it passionately. Well, it is. Um, <laughs> oh lord <laughs> He's so aggressive today <laughs> Anyway of course Married with Children Is an American television sitcom yes. Aired on Fox Yes And it's from April 5th to June 9th um, It was April 5th 87 when it started Okay See and it was the beginning of 87 too So Well April <laughs> April's the beginning That's, Listen you don't have to convince me You need to convince producer Brandon well, so, I don't listen. I don't got to convince nobody because the year was '87. That's and, right. And that went the '90s, the year of our Lord and Savior. So here we go. It was a suburban white family, as we know, and you had Al Bundy. Yes. Oh my God. Now listen, I loved this show, and I still it do, was because it was so like it felt like I couldn't watch it. That was mm-hmm. the thing when I was a kid. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't supposed to watch it. You so probably I was watching a lot of stuff you weren't supposed to watch. Myself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, honestly, my mom would let me watch whatever. But then on my own, like, I really couldn't just watch whatever I wanted to watch. Right. But I would definitely sneak and watch whatever right. I wanted to watch. Okay. And so I was always watching Married with Children. And I love this show. And it's so funny because Al Bunny was once, you know, like a jock football star, you know, yeah. high school. Yeah. Then now he's a uh, women's shoe salesman. <laughs> and it's so funny when all those women come in his shoe store yeah. and they're like, I want to try this one on. And he was like, I don't think that fits you. And then they get all mad and they're like, uh-huh. you should be a yourself or whatever. <laughs> he's like, you should eat a salad. You know, right. all kind of stuff. And <laughs> um, then you have Peggy mm-hmm. and Peggy is just everything she got the slippers she got that wig did you know now this is a fact i didn't even have to look up i remember this did you know that that wig was iconic because she brought that wig to her audition no i didn't know she brought that to her audition i just thought of it just now she brought that wig to her her audition and they were like yes (laughs) that is the person that we're thinking of because she she was just like 
you know, she uh-huh. wanted to have that wig on. And uh-huh. now when I see her on other stuff, I'm like, Mm-mm, it's put Peggy that wig Bundy. On. It's Peggy <laughs> Bundy, right? Peggy. Every time I hear her voice on Futurama, yes. all I can hear is Peggy Bundy, Peggy Ow. Bundy. And she, Ow. and she, they, you know, they try to call her lazy, or whatever. And she always want to shop, and she always right. want to. But it was just so great. Uh-huh. And then you got Kelly. Now I had a crush on her. I oh, really did. Kelly was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. She was popular, uh-huh. but she also was like kind of dumb. Right. <laughs> she right. just had like just stuff just wasn't going right. And now when I see uh, that character, Kristen Dunn, yeah. Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. I said Kristen Dunn. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> when, I see, when I see Christina Applegate. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm always just like, I just love her so much. Like, oh. she's so cute. She is, like, amazing. And then lastly, of course, you had Bud. Yeah. Who basically just was unpopular. Uh, really smart for to be in that family right and like horny. he didn't belong <laughs> right you're horny bud horny bud oh god but i love the house i love everything that went on i love when they were at the mall mm-hmm. i love when they would go around they were in the backyard mm-hmm. for random stuff then you had the neighbors mm-hmm. first they were the roads then they became the darcy's yes like yes and i love 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 uh the just the wife though uh-huh Mar- uh, uh, marcy marcy yes, yes. marcy darcy yeah i love her so really that show though for me is just my childhood Mm -hmm. just a show that was on tv that i'm able just to look at me too and that iconic theme song a theme song makes a show it does that was frank sinatra yeah frank sinatra that was frank sinatra Mm -hmm. and i i think it was for our town it they 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 recorded that they wrote and recorded that they they wrote and recorded that song for a tv production of our town a play okay and this was like in 1955 okay okay okay. and it was so just amazing to hear his voice though do you happen to have like a favorite episode from the show okay i don't have a favorite episode okay but i do have an interesting thing about an episode that i would say kind of is my favorite to know that this was a part of it uh-huh so this is a part of my fun fact too but this is something i already knew as well too okay um so as you know the show was very very raunchy the show was adult uh-huh. and there happened to be a woman who just was pissed uh-huh. and she was from i remember where she was from what are you, are you saying she was a character on the show no 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 she was a, a viewer oh okay okay because i was like She's a woman. She happened to be from Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a woman from Michigan. She thought that the show was horrible. Uh-huh. And she just could not stand it. And there was an episode that some lady was nude, but she was holding herself mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And like other stuff happened. And she just had had enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she wrote and wrote to get people to boycott the show. Mm-hmm. Like she was over it mm-hmm. and everything. And the showrunners thought it was so funny that this one woman is trying to end their show that mm-hmm. they just kept poking fun at it. Mm-hmm. They even had an episode where on the episode they tried to start a show uh-huh. and the show got canceled. And it was like, some lady in Michigan doesn't like it. Oh. So they poked fun at her the whole time. And she even had went on the news and everything about it and had said, yeah, I know that they know I'm, you know, whatever. Right, right. So it's just so funny that you have this woman who just has this heel that she's on right. and she's like i'm mad i don't like this show and everybody's like girl 
Yeah. Just don't watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the other thing that people don't realize. You could change the channel. And I think that was before social media because right. she would have caused the uproar. She would have been at a whole boycott Mary with Children page. I feel like the show is hilarious. It's because it was so the anti Leave It to Beaver. It was, an- yes. It was not meant to be. They were dysfunctional. They were dysfunctional. And we that was loved the whole it. point of their family. They <laughs> we were loved dysfunctional. It. But what I love about all these dysfunctional families, and there's a lot of them now on uh-huh. TV, is that what they always go back to is at the end of the day, when shit get real they mm. love each other yeah yeah it's just functional as it is and i think that that's great because that's yeah. what it should be about listen this show had 259 episodes Ooh. and 11 seasons wow and it placed 94 i know that's a really high number but it placed 94 on et weekly's new tv classics oh wow so that's still a big deal to even be on the list of right like just tv classics i remember watching that show in my childhood in real time when it was coming on uh-huh. and my mom my dad all of us got together and watched married with children like it we were all laughing so it's interesting that that lady was boycotting that show but families were our family was sitting down watching it together as a family and you know what i think so, what it is is what what bothers me about i won't even say americans what bothers me about human beings mm-hmm. is that we not all of us Mm -hmm. but we have this way of if something doesn't work in Mm -hmm. our computer system Mm -hmm. it's automatically just like a virus almost or Uh it's it's automatically an attack Uh when it has nothing to do with you right right that kills me so because you don't understand something because something doesn't make sense to you now it's just oh that's horrible you know and now all of a sudden i need to write them because what and you know a lot of people say it's for the children it's for the sake no it's because you don't like it because you don't like it your kids are watching your kids are (laughs) sneaking and watching it probably (laughs) so that's the thing that just gets me and now we have it so much with social media Mm -hmm. i don't like this and i'm gonna talk about it i don't understand Mm -hmm. this or this isn't whatever and and it's just like you can feel that way yeah but there are some things that are like absolute truths we shouldn't kill each other right (laughs) we shouldn't rape people right pedophiles shouldn't be right and so on and so forth right but i don't like this tv show so everybody else shouldn't okay there's so much more we can really so much more that can be done than than you boycott the tv show i loved it i loved it who was your favorite character um i really 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 had to think about this I got to go through it. I love Marcy. Mm -hmm. She's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Love Bud. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's Al. Yes. Yes. Al is my app. Just the way he talks about everything. Yes. I love him. Al is my favorite character. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be Peggy Bundy, but I have to be honest with yourself, with myself. I loved Al at the shoe store. Yeah. When he didn't want to uh, wait on women. I like Al's (laughs) interaction with Peggy. Yes. That's yes. what made Peggy even so wonderful. Yes. Because Peggy alone, I mean, she was cool, but yeah. Al made that show. Al had major clapback skills. Oh, major. Al would come major. for them. They would come for Al, but he always, I think what was amazing about it is if you grew up in like black culture, it's all about shooting the dozens. Oh, yeah. That family was shooting the dozens. Yes. All day. Kelly was hitting on, was, was, was firing on Bud. Mm-hmm. Bud was firing back on Kelly. Kelly was firing on Mom. Mom, Peggy was firing back on Al. Like, everybody was open, open targeting and that that's family. And what, that's what, like, we are used to. And it's just so good to see a family on TV where... I'm going to be honest because with you. That's such a good observation. Everything doesn't have to be uh, so... 
I don't know, like this loving, nurturing, huggy. Like, yeah, everything's great. You know, they were showing love in their own way. It's, sometimes it's fun, you know, to feel. And I'm not saying every household has to be like that. No, at no, all. no, 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 no. But sometimes but. it's fun to see a TV show where you have families mm-hmm. who you know love each other, who you mm-hmm. know will be there for each other. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, they just going back and forth with each other the whole time. Yep. yep. You know, I think that this show made a way for Roseanne. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this show made a way for. Um, for Simpsons, you know where we see like yeah. Malcolm in the middle because like you like you were saying earlier like they broke that leave it to Cle- leave it to beaver image of the 1950s with right. the mom with the pearl around her neck yeah hi son I made you cookies right. right so we went from that polished to like guess what I think Peggy didn't even know how to cook right no <laughs> Peggy didn't know how- <laughs> Peggy didn't know how to so cook so that's what's funny it's like you're not <laughs> always gonna get this like quintessential family no. ever and the father who's supposed to be like the patriarch and the leader of the family they hated it they couldn't <laughs> they were so him. disappointed in it and he hated <laughs> his life he did so but he knew he had to go to work uh, to keep everything going i wanted him to win so bad and he would never win <laughs> he would always end up worse off and you know what that's just so uh, great though to, to to see stuff like that because then now it's 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 almost like a representation of you know what what could be going on at the house i often think that when i'm in a neighborhood that mm. i live in and i, I look around like mm-hmm. you don't always see all these neighbors like what goes on right in right the house, you know what how is their dinner time? How is whatever? Right. I always think about stuff like that. So I, I want to say you chose an amazing, amazing TV show. Oh, my God. I know. And an amazing 90s show. <laughs> okay, that is not a 90s show. Brandon, stop hating. You have more Stop it hating. It started in the 80s. And let this okay. man have his show. Okay, you guys. Um, we're gonna <laughs> and take if anybody <laughs> else got anything against me being an 80s show, guess what? I'm going to just stand on this horse of it started in the 80s. <laughs> Y'all put it in the comments. That's what we need you to do. Put it in the comments. If you got a problem, put it in the comments because we need some comments. <laughs> talk to us. Talk, talk. <laughs> okay, you guys, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with our must watch. Hey, sugar. I'm Edna Joan Lucille, owner of Food from the Soul Kitchen, home to the best big feet casserole this side of the Mississippi. Here we take pride in what we do, just like my sister Edna takes pride in stealing people's husbands. Come on down and experience our excellent service and homely decor. Open seven days a week and always delicious. Now my sister ain't shit. And a little birdie told me that's what her chilling loaf tastes like. We're located at 2174 Slauson Ave, down the street from the abandoned strip mall and across from Adna's Sorry Excuse for a Restaurant. I love no Edna Joan Lucille's Pig Feet Casserole, the best in town. Thanks, Clarence. So if you want some real soul food, come on down to Food from the Soul Kitchen because we take pride in serving you. Just like my sister takes pride in pissing in the bed at 62. Come on down now. <gasps> We're back. We're back. Loving. This would be know, a good Kenneth, idea for I got a word for you. Uh-oh. A voice spoke to me. Mm-mm. Now sometimes I get was a demon. premonitions and I get voices that mm. tell me things. I'm very and nervous. this voice told me that whatever it is that you need to do, do it. But don't do it just because it needs to be done. Do it because doing it makes sure that it's done when it's done if you do it that time that you did it. My God. Well, all right. Based off of that, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> 
That was just a confirmation. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is our must-watch time. Yes, it is. So, obviously, our favorite we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's such good content. We got to implore you. Egg you. And we can throw in our honorable mentions. Right. Please watch this film. Okay. I'm going to go first. Do it. <laughs> go first. I'm my fr- must watch is 227. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no place like home. And that went from 85 to 90. Oh, so that's an 80s show. Oh, that was only two years before 87. Oh, oh. Anyway, two two seven. Yes, yes, was an amazing show about women and uh, in this like apartment complex, basically. But uh-huh. you know, it, it like came from a play, basically. It started from a, no, a play. I didn't know that. that it started from a play, and Marla Gibbs, I believe, was in that play. What? Yeah, and it originally aired on NBC, and. I love that they had like Marla Gibbs. She was that sharp-tongued inner yes. city. Race. And when I was a kid, though, because you know I caught it after because I wasn't born till ninety. So, from being a kid and watching that show, How'd I you? thought the main star was Jack A. Oh, or really? From being a kid, like got you. In my mind, she was the the the, the main character. I didn't even realize it was Marla Gibbs. Yeah. So I got older and watched the show again. Right, <laughs> right, right. But that's who stood out to me. With yeah. Me. She well, you know what? That's only right that you say that because mm-hmm. there's sometimes when you do a project, and the supporting cast member shines mm-hmm. even brighter than the star that the movie or the show was created for, and that just happens sometimes. And Jackie Harris, can I tell you, she played the she played the heck out of that role. Yeah, I love it. Like she steals like she steals every scene that she's in because we just love that character. So. You ain't right. You ain't it. wrong. I love it. And, you know, it just really was a fun show. Mm-hmm. I think people need to watch it. It's fun for, like, just cultural references. Something that uh, we know in our, in our blackness. Can you name who just recently won an Academy Award? She got her start on that show. Uh, Regina King. Yes, sir. <laughs> Regina, yes, Regina sir. King. Regina King was famous from 227, playing yeah. Marley Gibbs' daughter. Mm-hmm. I love Regina King so much. She's so dope. Oh, she's she's so just, dope. I just feel like she's so underrated for like. Oh, finally got her just dues with her Oscar. But like you said, I feel yeah. all this time she's been she's under the radar. And that's one of those people that's just been consistently working since 227. Since 227. So, yeah, Southland was amazing. I saw a American Crime Story, I think it's called. Yes, yes. Um, like, that was just a solid, <laughs> consistent actor. Yeah. Boondocks. Boondocks. Yeah, she's really like, underrated. But Regina freaking King. Friday. <laughs> right. Boys in the Hood. Right. So she just, how uh, Sally got a groove back with Angela Bassett. She played Angela Bassett's sister. Remember, she had the ambulance. Mm-hmm. I was the ambulance. And she was getting ready to leave. She was got to go. And she turned on her <laughs> rap music. And she turned on the sirens <laughs> so lo- she can uh, get through traffic. I love her so much. She said, well, girl, I got to go. She turned She was Angela Bassett. Rolled her eyes on her. Oh, it's so funny. I love that scene. But that is my must watch. And, you okay. know. I got a must watch. What is it? My must watch. I have no honorable mention because I just feel like Ghostbusters was it. But my must watch for y'all in the 80s. Come on, 80s babies. The Karate Kid. Oh, Hi-ya. yes. Oh. You cannot have an 80s movie without a coming-of-age story. This boy, Daniel, is moved to a new city. 
His mama is like, come on, we got to move to this new city because of my new job. And what happens? He's bullied. Mm-hmm. And he's bullied to the point where he's beat up and about to get beat up even more. And Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi. steps into the scene and he wipes the floor with them little teenagers, right? This older man whipping everybody's butt. Obviously, Daniels is like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And then he wants him to teach him karate. But Mr. Miyagi is like, look. I'm going to teach you karate, but I'm going to teach you about you and becoming the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. We go to the climactic scene. Remember this? Where Uh he's doing the stance. And it's Uh just like, oh, my God, you guys. The Karate Kid is one of those 80s movies, again, where I talk about how everything is through the eyes of a teenager, right? And through a kid. This is one of those movies. It's a coming of age story that is classic, classic 80s. Everybody's coming of age in the 80s. And Pat Moriata played Mr. Miyagi. Amazing. Wax on. Wax off. He had to wipe this car, this old classic car. And he's like, why am I, why am I wiping this car? What am I going to do? And he's like learning patience and stuff. This movie is amazing. It also came out the same year as Ghostbusters. And it was a huge hit. $8 million to make, $90 million at the box office. And I found out that he played this teenager. He was 22 when he did this movie. I didn't even know he was that old. But, um, and they got a, they have a um, spinoff now on YouTube TV called uh, Cobra Kai. Really? Yeah, because Cobra Kai was the, was the dojo. Uh, was the other group like so there was this dojo where they were learning and doing the karate and it was basically think one karate gang versus another karate gang and so the cobra kai were like the bullies and they also just happened to be a part of that tournament so mr miyagi was trying to teach him hey don't fight on the streets let's bring it into a place where you know there's structure and you can let out all of your anger and angst but in a, in a structured way and so daniel was on the other team but if you watch a uh, youtube tv he's his character is still there like they basically did a, um a modern version of today wow. from karate kid so wow y'all watch karate kid and watch you, it the producer gave him that yellow truck Really? Yep. As a gift at the end of filming, he gave him, uh, Ralph Macho, he gave him the truck. Did you like the newer Karate Kid? I didn't see it with Jaden Smith. You didn't see I it? I did not see the new version of the new. I, I'm so glad it you asked me that. Good. I never saw that. I never saw the movie. Taraji P. Henson was the mom. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith, was the new Karate Kid. Who was the Mr. Miyagi? Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Jackie, Chan. Jackie Chan. You know what? I think I will watch that. It was, I haven't I seen say, it. I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. For, for a movie nobody asked for, it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would definitely watch that. I think I'm ready for uh, a rewatch of Karate Kid, personally. But I'll watch the new one as well. But you guys, that's a must-watch. Please go check out The Karate Kid uh, if you haven't seen it. Great 80s movies. And y'all, please check out Marcellus's picks. 227. 227. And Married with Children. Married with Children. You guys, where can, where can they find us? Um, they can find us everywhere at My Fave Podcast. That's My Fave Podcast. <laughs> and if they are looking for me, they can find me at Marcellus underscore kid. That's Marcellus underscore kid. And if they're looking for you, they can find you at Ken Brown 79. That's Ken Brown 79. And if you're looking for producer Brandon, they can find him at Bren K. Brown. That's Bren. Is that your Instagram handle? K-Brow. Producer Brandon, is that your Instagram handle? Thank you. Okay, I guess it is. Producer Brandon is not confirming or denying whether that's his Instagram handle. Y'all, thank y'all for listening. 
This is a labor of love. He gave me the death stare. <laughs> Every time we do this, it's so much fun. We love coming together and talking about the stuff that we love. And if you guys love us, please subscribe so that you can know when the new episodes. We're in our. This is episode seven. No, it's episode eight. Episode eight? Mm-hmm. This is episode eight of our second season, you guys. Yes, sir. We are really doing the thing, okay? We are just, what, two episodes away from our sec- our third season, right? My God. We're going to give Ken a whole episode to kind of think about his actions and his thoughts. Why you just can't answer the question? We go to 20. Oh, we don't go to 10. My God. In that case, we got a long way to go. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got a long but way to go. But we have plenty of uh, genres to still talk about, you guys. Yes, sir, so, yes, thank you so much. And if you haven't already, um, go find Auntie Tina. Yes. Auntie, Auntie Tina's Tina. got more stuff coming. More stuff coming. Go look up Auntie Tina on Facebook. I love Auntie Tina YouTube. so much. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye.